Hello, and welcome to the Driven Minds podcast. I'm Gigi, a journalist and mental health enthusiast. Together, you and I are going to talk to some exceptional people and learn how they were able to overcome and make peace with their mental differences and define themselves by their strengths. From their strategies to the hacks, what held them back, how they move forward, and what they learned along the way. So why are we doing this? Well, the world is a three-ring circus right now, and we could all use tips as to how to deal with those tigers. If there's one thing I have learned, though, over the past years, it's the power of hearing stories from people who face the same challenges. So why am I doing this? Stay with me for a quick story. I pinky promise to make it snappy. When I was 10, I had no idea what ADHD meant. According to the child psychiatrist, it meant attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. So many words. He told my parents that if I took these little white pills, I wouldn't be such a, and I quote, distraction in the classroom. And my parents told me that they would make me smart like Albert Einstein. That's all I needed to hear. Those pills were Ritalin. The side effects included insomnia and severe obsessive-compulsive disorder, which we'll call OCD going forward. OCD manifests differently for everyone. For me, it started with this compulsion to touch objects a certain amount of times until it felt just right. I counted everything, from steps to school, to tiles on the bathroom wall, and I also could not deal with the number nine. I don't know what it was about nine, but that's a thing with OCD. You don't really know why. So if a shirt was $9.49, I couldn't buy it. And I even had to talk my soccer coach out of assigning me the number nine jersey on my high school soccer team. So the doctor prescribed me more medication to help me sleep and help me handle the OCD. I took them every day through college until one day I swallowed a pill and somehow it got stuck in my esophagus and burned a hole the size of a quarter. Needless to say, I ended up in the hospital. That was the only sign I needed. I went off all meds without consulting a doctor immediately, which by the way, I would not advise anyone to do. It's also worth noting that at this point, I had not told a single soul about having ADHD or OCD. I mean, lovers, boyfriends, pets, stuffed animals, best friends, literally no one knew. I was that ashamed. I graduated and I got a job in the features department at a magazine and started working as a DJ at nightclubs. I was a writer slash DJ. I was a person in the world. I was even a millennial slasher, but I was also bottoming out. And when I went to my first therapy session in years, the therapist said she had never had anyone in her office with such bad OCD. She said I needed help with a capital H. It was so hard to hear this and harder for me to believe this, but nevertheless, in 2019, I decided to check into a psychiatric hospital called McLean. As soon as I walked into McLean, I went straight to the counselor to explain that I was in the wrong place. I wasn't as sick as, and I quote, these people. I 
explained that I had been misdiagnosed and I'd only be there for a week. He paused a minute, then kindly asked me to join the rest of the patients for kitchen cleanup. The plot twist is I stayed the maximum time at McLean, which is three months. When I accepted that this was where I had to be and just went with the process, I was happier. I learned to be kinder and more accepting of myself and everyone around me. And guys, I even faced the number nine. McLean changed my life. At first, I lied about where I'd been. I thought up the most plausible millennial scenario and told my friends I was at a mindfulness program. I figured it was true enough. I mean, we had mindfulness class twice a week, and we even had a class on self-compassion. But I also realized that the longer I made up half-truths about my own truth, and as long as I was too ashamed to share my own story and own it, the story would continue owning me. And I did not want to live like this anymore. So I started talking to people about it. And this is what's crazy, is that every single person I told had their own mental struggle. They had their own story and their own way to relate. And not that I want my friends to suffer, of course I don't, but we both felt so much less alone knowing that we weren't actually alone. And I mean, these were my oldest and bestest friends. I knew intricate details about their eating habits, their bodies, their sexuality, the coworker that pisses them off, but nothing about their mental struggles. As my heroine, the shame researcher Brene Brown puts it, if it's on my mind, it's likely on someone else's. And it's true, we're not as alone in our experiences as we feel we are. So if we talk, laugh, and share the glorious mess that is the human experience, it takes the weight off. So I set out to have the conversations that you're about to join me for. One person at a time. I'm Gigi Sagansky, and this is the Driven Minds Podcast. Brought to you by Type 7. Type 7.